morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime. Thank you for joining me this morning. I just finished reading chapter 9 in the previous episode of this podcast and now I'm going to read you chapter 10. And the reason why I'm doubling up today is because I literally leave here in 11 days and I think I still have... Oh my gosh, I think it's like seven or eight more chapters. Let me look. There's 15 chapters total, so I've still got five chapters to this book, plus the first chapter of the next series. So that gives me six days to finish the books, and I really need to focus on the move. I need to start doing packing and I'm going to have to go and get a truck and a van and all of these things and then put everything in the trucks and vans and then drive it across country and all the stuff that goes into moving. I am still packing boxes like a mad woman or well, a mad fairy and I still have to clean the home and do all of the disconnections of things and just so much to do and so I think that it's best if I try to um, make sure that I complete this book before I depart. So I'm going to double up a couple days and do at least two chapters so that we can make sure to get it all within a time frame where you can listen to it before I leave for my adventures (coughs) rather than um, me just dropping off somewhere and then finishing once I get to Maryland. That would not be the way that I would want this to go. So, today we read chapter 9 in which Grania started talking to Molly and Molly, after hitting her head really good, could understand Grania. And Molly's a little concerned about it and doesn't want to tell her mom. And Grania really wants her to tell her mom. So let's see what happens. I'm, I'm excited to find out more about this talking dog interaction between Molly and Grania. How exciting and fun is that? I wish I could listen to my dog's thoughts. Or, well, maybe I don't. I don't know. It sounds fun, though. All right, here we go. Chapter 10 of Molly and Grania, the seven-foot-long dog by Gail Nodesty. Make sure that you cling to her leash. If she gets away in the parking lot, she could get hurt or even killed. My father was being a worrywart. This was the second time that we were bringing Grania to a big box store, and I was the one that would handle her leash. Both he and my mother acted like Grania was going to pull me off of my feet and get away. I could understand their worry, though. The last time we had brought her to the store, it was a disaster. Grania had just been with us a few weeks and was still not sure of how to behave around strange people in strange places. My dad thought it would be the perfect place to get Grania used to being approached by people and meeting other dogs. The store allowed dogs and we often saw other people bringing in their new puppies to socialize them. Things were going well until we hit the paint department. My mother wanted to repaint some of our rooms before we left to travel in the bus. When she saw the paint chips cards, she just had to stop and look at colors. She was the one holding Grania's leash so that she could have both hands free to pick through the colors. She tied the leash to the shopping cart. Grania was quiet for a time, sitting nicely in front of the cart. About 10 minutes in, a man came around the corner of the aisle leading a Labradoodle. Grania perked up. 
The Labradoodle took one look at Grania, turned and ran, ripping her leash out of her owner's hand. Grania jumped up, thinking that the new dog wanted to play, and took off after the black dog. She was still attached to the shopping cart. As she turned the corner leading into the main aisle, the shopping cart clipped a pyramid of stacked paint buckets, sending them flying in all directions. One rolled under shopping, under the shopping cart and got wedged. That didn't stop Grania. She continued the chase. This was fun. The wedged bucket was making a horrible sound as she dragged it and the cart through the store, just a few paces behind the Labradoodle. Behind her, my mother, the Labradoodle owner, a guy in a red vest, and I chased after the two racing dogs. I looked back to see my father holding his side, laughing madly. Out of the way, the store employee shouted. Meanwhile, Grania and her cart had knocked down tool displays, cleaning supplies, and multiple display items. Though she was dragging a shopping cart, she had speed. She was channeling her inner sled dog. Finally, the Labradoodle reached the end of the store. She was cowering under some polywood in the lumber department. Plywood. Sorry. Grania came to a screeching halt in front of the plywood. The can gently bumped into her bottom. She let out a little woof and played play bowed to the shivering black puppy. Gently, Grania leaned forward and licked the frightened dog on the nose. By the time we all caught up with her, my mother was red-faced. She was trying to apologize to the store employee. My father was trying to pry out the bucket that was wedged underneath the shopping cart. He was still laughing hysterically. This made getting the bucket out a little harder. Grania was still gently licking the now calmer black puppy. The Labradoodle's owner was yelling at my parents. You shouldn't bring such a monster into the store if you can't control him. My father stood up, smashed bucket in hand, and turned to the angry man. I'm really sorry that our dog scared yours. She is just a puppy and just wanted to play. Unfortunately, nobody was holding her leash, so the things got out of hand. It was our fault. The angry man looked down at his pup, who was now hopping around Grania trying to get her to play. Grania was lying down, letting the smaller dog hop on her. It was chewing on her ears and licking her face. Her owner calmed down a little. I guess there really wasn't any harm done. The store employee chose this moment to speak up. Actually, there was harm done. There are things all over the floor in about ten places. Somebody's going to clean it all up. After handing me Grania's leash, my mother and father backtracked over the path that Grania had taken during her chase. It took them about an hour to restock all the stuff that Grania had knocked over. I was glad I wasn't the one that tied her to the shopping cart. I got to watch my parents clean up the mess that my mother had caused. My father couldn't stop laughing. At the end, the only thing that Grania wrecked and that they had to pay for was the bucket. That was why my father was so nervous about taking her into another store. Grania and I had been through months of training classes, so I knew she would behave. My father didn't trust us, though. I'm going to go get some lumber to fix the boards in the deck. We'll be list listing the house for sale soon. Do you think you can handle her by yourself, or do you need me to come? Come, or you do you need to come with me? I'm fine with her, Dad. We'll just walk around the store and visit with people. That is part of the socialization that our obedience instructor has us doing. I want Grania to greet people nicely. If we are going to be traveling, she'll meet lots of new people, and will need to be a good girl. 
nodding my father headed off to the lumber department while Granya and i made our way to over to the area with appliances there were usually families in that department Granya was good with children that she met but she just didn't have enough opportunity to meet kids today i was determined that she would meet and greet a bunch of kids the home improvement store on a saturday was the best place to find kids with their families Oh, good. There was a family with a baby in a stroller next to a silver refrigerator. I walked close to them and asked if Grania could sniff their baby. The father looked at Grania and looked at the baby. I don't know. That's an awful big dog. Is she friendly? Sure, she'll lick you to death, I replied. The mother looked a little more at ease with Grania sniffing the child. Oh, Jim, she's one of those gigantic dogs. I think she's a wolfhound. The woman looked at me to see if she'd gotten it right. Yes, ma'am, she is an Irish wolfhound and her name is Grania. That's an unusual name. It's Irish for grace. Oh, I like that. Here, if you want to let your dog sniff the baby, I'll take her out of the stroller and hold her so that the dog doesn't scare her. She lifted her little girl up and held her while Grania sniffed. Puppy smells funny. Grania wrinkled her nose and sneezed. Puppy smells sweet like fruitses. In my mind, I told Grania that isn't a puppy, it's a human baby. The reason she smells sweet is that her mother probably put some kind of lotion on her to make her smell that way. Grania licked a human puppy? I told you, Grania is a baby. It's a baby, not a puppy. Oh. Grania sniffed the baby again, then gently licked her tiny hand. Aw, the mother said. Look, the doggy loves her, Tracy. The baby giggled and put her little hand out to pet Grania. Grania stood still and let the baby pat her wiry hair. I was really proud of how my dog stood still and was so gentle with the baby. I trusted her with children and strange strange adults. As long as I told her it was okay, she would let anyone pet her. Thank you for letting us get to know you. I'm trying to get her used to meeting strange people. My family and I are going to be traveling with her soon, and I want Grania to get used to meeting a lot of new people. The father asked a few questions before letting us go. Isn't it going to be hard to travel in a car with such an enormous dog? No, sir. My parents had a bus converted into a home for us. We'll travel in that. There will be room for Grania to have her own bed and even room for her to stretch out on the floor. He followed up with another question. Why is your family going to be traveling in a bus? I didn't know much to tell them. They were strangers after all. Oh well, I didn't think it would hurt anyone to answer his question. My parents are both travel writers and we are going to travel to new places that their magazine will send them to write about. The mother spoke up this time. That sounds wonderful, but won't it be a little lonely for you without friends or school? No, ma'am, my parents are going to homeschool me, and I'll have Grania. She is my best friend. I won't miss school at all. I hate Creighton. The adults gave each other a look that I recognized. They thought I was being sassy. Seriously, I don't have any friends at school. I'm happy not to have to go there anymore, or to go to Washington Junior High, either. Feeling that I had already said too much, I bid the family goodbye and went on my way. As we walked away from them, I noticed a terrible odor. Hee <laughs> hee. I made the bad smells. Oh, Grania, I thought. Why did you do that? Grania just gave me her biggest wolfhound grin. I rolled my eyes in exasperation. Sometimes she was really embarrassing. 
At that moment, I heard Tracy's dad say, Ellie, I think the baby needs changing. I couldn't help it. I looked at Grania and burst out laughing. On we went, meeting and greeting people. Grania got to meet children of all ages and quite a few adults. With my ability to hear her thoughts, I was getting to know my dog a lot better than if I had had to go by body language and her actions alone. Grania had a wicked sense of humor. She liked to make comments about everybody that she met. She asked a bunch of questions, sometimes faster than I could answer them in my head. I couldn't be seen answering them out loud because that would make me look a little crazy. It was almost time to meet my father at the front of the store. I turned Grania towards the car, towards the cash registers, and we slowly made our way up front. In front of us was a pregnant woman. Ooh, female gonna have the puppies. Yay, I love the baby puppies. No, Grania, I told you that's humans, that humans don't have puppies. They have babies. Babies, puppies, they both same. They both little. I loves the little ones because I can, I came to libs with you. I kiss the baby puppies all the time. No, do nice lady that saved me told me that I was helping her to take care of them. That was really nice, Grania. Mrs. Williams is a really nice lady. You were lucky that she rescued you so that you could come and live with, uh, with, live with me. Yes, she would do nice human. The ones before her was the bad humans. I was so sad. I cried all the time. I had, I not had love. You loves me. I noticed because you and the big humans are nice to me. I loves you all. I got tears in my eyes. Sometimes I forgot Grania had lived a terrible life before coming to me. It still amazed me she was such a sweet girl. Sometimes abused dogs never got over it, and it was hard to get them to trust people again. Grania just wanted to be loved, and she trusted us pretty fast. Right before we reached the counter where my father was paying for his wood, a man stopped me to admire Grania. She is so beautiful. My wife has been wanting an Irish wolfhound for years. Could I ask you where you got her? I told him to take talk to my father. He could give him information on our breeder. The man introduced himself to my father and asked if he could get the name of the breeder that we had gotten Grania from. My father was happy to oblige. He asked a lot of questions about the breed and whether they make good family dogs. My dad and I tried to answer as many questions as we could, then told him that the breeder could answer the questions better than we could. I looked at my beautiful silvery girl and was so proud of her. She was such a good ambassador for the breed. My father gathered up his lumber and we walked toward the car, toward the exit, Right before we reached the door, we noticed the same horrific smell that had smelled up the appliances. I was about to scold Grania for farting again when I saw the nice young couple and their baby in front of us. It was not Demi. Maybe this time, it really was time for a diaper change. And that is the end of chapter 10. So Grania can talk and Molly can understand her now. How exciting. Things are only going to get better from here. And so far, I'm already in love with this book. I can't even wait to read the rest of the series. And I found that there was two prequels that you can actually download for free. So if you go to the Facebook page, Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures, you will find links to those books. Um, 
if you go to the Facebook group too, actually, because I posted them there as well. Uh, Tea Fairy and Friends Story Times and Adventures. And if you go to YouTube, Tea Fairy Friends Story Times and Adventures, I will be posting events or well activities adventures that we take as we travel across the road across the country from california to maryland over the next few weeks while we pack and prepare to go Um, and then once we get settled back down in maryland i will be starting story times up again in july because i have oh now i have like 12 books I have so many authors that have been sending me books and I have so many wonderful books to share with all of you. So most of them, actually all of the ones that I have set aside are picture books. So if any authors out there that write children's literature that are um, chapter books, if you would like to have your chapter book read here on the podcast, please contact me. You can either do that at anchor.fm or you can email me at teafairystorytime at gmail.com. That's tea, like the kind you drink, T-E-A, fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, story, S-T-O-R-Y, T-I-M-E, time, at gmail.com. And what else? You can become a sponsor and supporter of podcasts and Facebook group and page and YouTube channel by either going to anchor.fm and clicking on the little link there to become a supporter or you can email me again at tfairystorytime at gmail.com and I will give you the links to PayPal and to Venmo where you can also become a sponsor that way. All right folks stay tuned there's going to be a lot more stories to come But right now we are just going to keep trucking away and working on Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog by Gail Nodestein. I am in love with this book and I hope that you're enjoying it too. Please go pick up a copy at Amazon.com. Look up Gail Nodestein, N-O-T-E-S-T-I-N-E. And the series is called Molly and Grania, which is G-R-A-I-N-N-E. Um, this is the first book in the series and then there's two prequels there's a second book and then the third and fourth you can actually pre-order in Kindle because they are not released yet but they will be soon and I read a post the other day that said that Gail has at least 20 books in mind to go with this series so now is the best time to like get started following Molly and Grania because you're getting started in the beginning when it's still new and I really think that this is going to be one of those children's book series that takes off and that lots of people end up reading. Um, There is a swag store where you can buy all kinds of things with the image of Grania and Molly on them and I would suggest going and checking it out it's in the links below as well as other links to authors pages and artists pages and the Facebook group for the book and Facebook page for the book or for the series anyways the Molly and Grania series and again Grania G-R-A-I-N-N-E is Celtic or Irish for 
gosh, what was the name again? What did she say it was? Oh, I know this, and I went and forgot it again. Grace, because um, the dog is named after a pirate queen named Grace O'Malley. All right, you guys have a good day. I'll be doing story time again tomorrow. Tune back in. Share this with your friends and family. And hopefully they will love the book as much as we do. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye.